Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Problems are mine. God's name is Recorded live. Hello, everyone. Here we are with another episode of the UCAI podcast. I'm Mara at Behind Your Back. And my usual co-host, Nigel, uh, is drug running with some baggies stuffed up his uh, butt, I believe we just decided. So instead, um, I have begged Wayne Gladstone, W. Gladstone on Twitter, to join me as co-host. Wayne, are you there? Can you hear me? I'm, I'm here. I can uh, right. hear you. I also uh, have uh, drugs internally, but uh, I didn't let it stop me from doing the podcast. Ah, oh, that's really nice. Are they in the baggies, or are they just kind of free-floating? I'm not sure how you do things there. I hope the baggie holds. Is what I'm okay. All right. Well, we'll certainly listen for any popping sounds throughout. Um, so tonight, our guest is Matt Oswald. He's Puddin' Strip on Twitter, and he's joining us. Uh, he eventually figured out how to join us here uh, on the call. We're very complicated. We, we, yeah. we require multiple, multiple numbers to be pushed. But you made it through. How are you, Matt? Good. I, I'm like I was telling you. I, I long for the days of the rotary phones when you everything was just a simpler and you could like call and say, "Hey, I, I, give me KL five four eight two six," and an operator would pass you through. And that's all there was. Nowadays, you have these these phones with the buttons and the Candy Crush and the caller IDs, and it's just too confusing for me. I don't know. It's true. You actually do have to clear three levels of Farmville in order to get onto this podcast. It's actually, exactly. not a lot of people oh. are aware of that, but yeah. I had, to, I had to displace an entire Amazonian village to get on here, and you know what? It felt good. So I'm, I'm glad to be on the show. <laughs> That's good. That's good. We we absolutely demand for dist- destruction before anyone else gets to speak. So I'm glad. Oh, I'm glad that worked out. So you're yeah. in LA, is that correct? Or yeah, I'm, you know, in, I'm in this little town uh, on the west coast called Los An- Angeles. Yeah. Okay, that sounds uh, adorable. Right. Really sweet. Really like a nice little, a cute little place. Yeah, yeah. Family um, friendly town. There, everyone walks around. You know, the doors are all unlocked here. You can just, you know, everyone says hi to each other, and uh, you know, we all pass out. We all share our mess. Without right. really any uh, fights or arguments, people just walk in. You know, hey, can I borrow a cup of uh, Molly? And you just walk into somebody's house and you can get to leave. It's really, really a great little place. You that know? sounds wonderful. That sounds yeah. that sounds really like a utopia. So, um, what what exactly do you do there? Are you a Molly farmer? Is that something I, they grow on trees? Or I'm I'm not totally familiar with uh, with the drug industry as it's called. Is, is that but, uh, a uh, is that like can you get a degree in that at ITT Tech? Do they have like a Molly <laughs> farmer thing you can do there? Because if they do, I really would like. I think you should inform your listeners about that because there's a lot of job opportunities in the drug trade as they're being legalized all around the country. I think being a Molly farmer would be a lot of fun. You know, there there really yeah. are, and you'll. People are whining all the time that they can't find jobs, and you're right. The drug trade is really they're they're hiring all the time, all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. You know? I know. And, and instead of instead of parents getting their kids into sports, they should be teaching them how to like expand their buttholes so they can fit lots of little baggies of you know uh, heroin, and uh, you know so they can transport them back and forth across the borders and 
I, I personally yeah. think that would be a uh, you know a good career move for a lot of young kids coming up. I think I that's the most already, that a lot of them can hope for. Yeah. Two minutes into your two minutes into your podcast, and I'm already talking about putting things up little kids' butts, um, which is actually a record for me. Usually, I talk about that much earlier. So. Um, yeah, you have that. That was a remarkable restraint. Remarkable. I'm glad that I just alienated your entire audience right now, you know? so. <laughs> I, I think you just, like, you added quite a bit. I think people just know quite what a uh, butthole drug-friendly show we were, and now they're just like, wow, they, come on in, you got to hear this. When I did my, my kid butthole thing on Leno, uh, the entire audience walked out, so I'm glad to see that I, I finally found people that appreciate my brand of humor. You know, I'm <laughs> um, <laughs> so go ahead. Ask, ask Absolutely. You're getting like a little bit hard to hear. I don't know if you're moving the phone away or oh, if you're falling I, back I, into I, that void again. I'm sorry. I, I, was, um, I walked into my bathroom and I was working a Q-tip into my ear. Was that? I, mean, I think oh. maybe when I walked in there, <laughs> you, I, I may have lost you. The Q-tip may have. Um, you know, knock down part of the signal. I don't know, maybe the way I was holding it or something. But um, no, it, was it a was is it a a specific Q-tip? You know, the real Q-tip that says Q-tip, or is oh, it a generic? I, I don't I don't go cheap on Q-tips, buddy. Okay, let's get that straight right now. Okay? Well, I know I, I, I agree. Agree. Yeah, I bought them in bulk at a dollar store recently, and I'm here oh, to tell you, crazy. you're right. You're absolutely right. You cannot yeah. buy dollar store Q-tips. You're asking yeah. for trouble. They don't even. Uh, they don't withstand the weight of the earwax. They bend right in the middle. Yeah. Did you ever think that you have particularly heavy earwax? I mean, that might be a fault of you. That might that, be a problem. No, that's just, that's that just he's is, absolutely correct. He's right. That yeah. is okay. true. So I held, I held my children down and, and inserted it uh, against uh, their will in keeping with the theme that Matt's established. Sure. And it also sure. bent under the weight. Never so. that. It, 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 if I can teach you one thing in life, it's to never... Go cheap on Q-tips. Always get the right the the, the Q-tip brand Q-tips. Don't go with the Q-tips. The Target brand Q-tips. Always go for the main ones. That's it. That's it. That's all I'll say. Q and you know theme right there. Um, English muffins. I can't get generic English muffins. Do you have anything else yeah. besides Q-tips? Uh, English muffins. Q-tips. Q-tips. English muffins. I didn't think about that. Um, that's a good one. Um, I, oh, uh, mustard. French's mustard. You don't you don't want to get anytime you want to get yellow mustard. Get French's. Don't do that store-bought Ralph's brand or Safeway brand mustard. Always go for French French's mustard. The best mustard. Never ever. Nobody's improved on her. Okay, and it's a good deal for what you get. It's like a buck twenty-five for like a little big ounce bottle. So, yeah, you know, French's mustard, two tips, and uh, English muffins. I didn't think about that. that's a good. That's a good call out. The English muffin thing. Thank you. Thanks, you mean, Mark, anything, anything you, you want to Oh, no, I, I have no, uh, nothing. I, I First of all, <laughs> like generic. I would never go generic on any of it anyway. So, you know, I, I can't tell you which is better or worse. I don't have that much experience. But you guys, you know, you... you I you wait, so you're answering uh, on you, what would you... Yeah, you, you don't yeah. want to go generic on French fr- on frozen French fries? Usually you want to go for Orida, uh frozen French fries or tater tots. I feel fries. like once you're in the frozen French fry range, like everything has already gone wrong. I just feel like you've already hit the wall where it's it's too so? late. I do. Okay. I really do. I just I feel like French fries they need to come out of a fryer and be hot, and you have to be eating them then. Like you, you can't even take them with you and eat them later. So once you're trying to heat them up in an oven, it come on. No, just just try just but anything else. But they smell else. so good. But they smell so good baking in your oven. And you know, I'm I, as you get older, I'm trying to get away from the greasy food. So having a baked French fry. 
you know, it's a little healthier for you, a little bit better thing for you. I think it is. Yes, I agree. Yeah, I'm so, with Matt on it. Yeah. You, you guys understand find... that they fry them first and then freeze them. Like, that, the, the process is not such that no, it just no, comes no. out as like a... I don't think you're wrong. Well, you know, okay, but, but, but my, my, my main point was that I don't usually get French fries. I get tater tots, and tater tots are hard to find in restaurants. So usually the only place you can get tater tots is in the frozen food section. I'll, I'll grant you the, the French fry thing, but tater tots is yeah. pretty much it's frozen food or nothing. You can't find them anywhere else. That's fair, although you, you can because, I mean, I, I know a little bit about the town in which you lived, and, you know, tater tots, they, they were happening. You can get tater tots places now. Mm, I, I don't know where I could get tater tots. Sure, if, if I were to leave my apartment now, I, don't, I have no idea where I could get tater tots. Really? The cheesecake factory? Yeah, well, I will say this. They would be sweet potato tots, which because so that was the way of the world. Like, everything's gone sweet potato now. It's just replaced the potato. Okay. I don't know what the sweet potato industry has on on the regular potato uh, industry, but they, they struck a deal with, with the devil, and they're everywhere. Um, Matt's being too polite, but if I were Matt, and I don't want to put words in his mouth, I would punch you right in the face for getting my hopes up for tater tots and then telling me, oh, but I mean sweet potato, tater tots. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Not the same I, thing. Sweet, sweet, fuck sweet potatoes, you know? Fuck sweet potatoes. I, I want the real thing. It was fair. That was fair. Because I, I, I was thinking, like, no, wait, I saw them everywhere. But it, it was upon further thinking that I realized that they were sweet potato tots. Had I realized I, that in my conscious brain sure. right away, I, I, would have not, I, w- I would not have misrepresented it as such. And I, I apologize. Sweet I apologize. potato tater tots is something you'd get in some hipstery little West Hollywood brunch, That's you know, right. w- with some gluten-free eggs. And I would just Hey, don't write on Echo over. Park. They're in Echo Park, too. Oh, God. Yeah. I, would, I would be so disappointed if I ordered tater tots and they brought me sweet tater tots. I, I would just, like, tip the table over like Simon LeBon in that Hungry Like a Wolf video. I, I would be so angry. If, if <laughs> is that what's happening me. in that video? What? <laughs> is that what's happening in that video, that they fucked his order? I never really thought about it. I wonder if that was the reason Simon LeBon tipped the table over. He went to um, Sri Lanka and he ordered tater tots and they brought him sweet potato tots and he just tipped the table over and just... Punched this little that's right. four-year-old was, Ethiopian kid and ran out and had sex. And you're right. That's, and that's Maybe why that's he was he was unsatiated and hungry like the wolf. I think so. Hungry, hungry like the wolf was not a metaphor. He literally nope. was hungry. Okay, he was actually, that, that he was, yeah. he was <laughs> actually hungry, hungry as a wolf fucked out of his tater tots. That's right. <laughs> I'd get a time machine now and go back and wow all my my high school friends with this little ditty of uh, knowledge you guys are just. Uh, He's just to come up with it. That's great. I love That's that. a very, very specific yeah. kind of hunger. This is good to know. Yeah. <laughs> and kind of... in Rio, he was probably searching for some kind of Mexican food he couldn't find. You think so? <laughs> There's yeah. no metaphor yeah. in Duran Duran's songs, all right? It's, it's exactly as it's said on the page. I'm hungry for the bleeding tater tots. <laughs> <laughs> I think this um, is true. This is important stuff we're learning here. So he, he, looked out, he looked out of his window one night on a Monday night and saw a new moon and just <laughs> on Monday, and that's, that's, that's the, you know? Um, Everything was, yeah. He was that makes a view to a kill very dark. The, the doctor did the little um, knee test with the thing, and, it, and he reflexed it, and that's what the song was about, just reflexing the little knee uh, 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 muscle. That's all, you know? So every single song with theirs is just not, not completely literal. Yeah, completely literal. Yeah. Oh, let's get off okay. Duran Duran. I think, I think we've exhausted Duran Duran and Tater Tots. Let's go to something else. Your audience is getting bored. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Wait, where in L.A. do you live? What I live in Hollywood. 
I live in Hollywood, California, right next to the Hollywood Bowl. Do you really? Yes, I do. Yes, ma'am. Okay. All right. So you're you're right as you go, sort of up there, uh, start to go up the hill there. Just the are you guys? Well, I know you guys. Are you guys familiar with Los Angeles at all? I know you're in Pennsylvania. I'm very familiar with Los Angeles. I, I lived there. I lived there for about ten years. Oh, really? And you live now? Why did you move from LA back to Pennsylvania? Hey, hey, hey! Who's asking the questions here? I don't know. I don't this is not your know. podcast. What the hell? Don't you try? I'm just curious. Me. I'm just turning oh, it around, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing she wanted to uh, get the fuck away wow. from sweet potato tater tots. Are you like in the witness protection program? You got very defensive when I asked about your hometown. All of a sudden, you were just very, very like you know taken aback by. How dare you question me? <laughs> that's exactly it. Yeah, that's the way, that's what they teach us in the agency. I'm not really allowed this anymore, but that's you know that's what's going really on like, there. After, did you did you have like bad memories of LA? Is that why you don't like talking about it, or did you just? I like, love uh, Los Angeles. I absolutely adore it. Uh, I know, but I grew up out here, and my family is here, and so it was kind of a moving back to be near family thing. You know, I love the East Coast. I was back in Virginia for the holidays for Christmas, and I love Virginia. It's a great – Virginia is very much like Pennsylvania, just rolling hills and lots of forest and, you know, suburbs, and it's just that great crisp December cold fires, all that stuff. And I really had a great time there. So I, I, I long for that kind of – you come back to L.A., and it's like palm trees in December. It's, ugh. I, I thought I longed it. for it, too. Like, I was like, oh, gosh. It, you know, I had such beautiful memories. I would go home every year for Thanksgiving, and it was just really yeah. nice. And, you know, my kids could be near their grandchildren, and it was going to be lovely. And then I moved back here, and I was like, oh, wait. It's lovely to visit. It's beautiful to have a nice, cold, crisp weekend. But not yeah. so much for, like, months on end. Then it starts to be <laughs> not as great. I mean, it depends on if you're busy, if you're working, it'd probably be okay. But if you're just, like, when I go back to Virginia, I just sit around in the house and eat. And, you know, so I'm sure, like, that that gets old after about a week. So I can, I can kind of see what you mean. But if I had an entire lifestyle, if I was working, if I was productive, if I was busy every day, I probably wouldn't mind as much the cold and racing. It just depends on my lifestyle, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I, I go to work every day, and it's freezing cold, and I sit in the cold, and I, I work, and I have, uh, you know, quite a lot, and it's miserable. It's it's awful. If your lifestyle I mean, is protesting outside of abortion clinics, then I guess Pennsylvania would be fantastic and would fit well, right I'm in sure, with Well, sure, there's a lot of work there here for that, absolutely. Well, what the fuck is that? We're talking about idealism. Now we're talking about abortion. What the fuck? What, what did I just miss something? Where, where, how did you go from like Christmas? <laughs> well, I'm trying to think of what a good lifestyle in in, in, oh, okay. in places like Pennsylvania and Virginia. You know, be. you know, I've always wanted to bang an Amish girl, so I maybe uh, I don't think that's going to happen in LA. But I, I'm for Pennsylvania. <laughs> it's probably it's not. Up, you know, you know, I, I find right those, I find those Amish girls hot. I think they're really hot. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the East Coast thing, but I just, I've always wanted to sleep with an Amish girl. Well, so, if an Amish uh, girl makes it out to L.A., odds are she's probably up for it. Because that, that so? would be quite the journey. Yeah, you know, okay. out in L.A. Okay. Well, it's hard to find, it's hard to find single recommend... Amish women in L.A., you know? Is there, like, an Amish singles um, website? Maybe I could, like, you know, figure that out. I just I just think it'd be great to have, like, a, you know, an You've got to find a barn raising. Just wander around looking for a barn raising, and, <laughs> and that's where they're going to be. But if you... Wow. If you were back in this area, well, yeah, hey, they raised the barn. There's, um, there's, there's, there's a lot of Starbucks raisings out here, but not not so many barn raisings. But um, not that you're seeing because you're not looking yeah. for them. I mean, you know, LA, you really you you have to you have to know what you're looking for. You got to look in the right places. Uh, okay. Yeah, well, you, know, uh, you don't think Mara, Mara can get you laid with an Amish girl in LA, but she'll be made out of sweet potatoes. 
That's <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, I can do that on my own. I don't need her for that, okay? I can find that any day out here. Uh, I'll let Romana Should um, we believe you? It's okay. I don't worry. Nobody insulted. thinks you can't get an <laughs> Amish girl. Let's talk about the pudding videos. Maura, are you like near Amish that? country where you are? Or are you like around Amish country? Or? Oh, there's like, so I mean, I'm in the state capital, and yet on my drive to work every day, there's a sign I pass that is just an unironic sign for buggy crossing. Like, just oh. be aware that there could be a buggy going by. But I'm I'm not too far from like where it's hardcore Amish really? country. Oh, yeah, no, I'm if you want to come so out this area, I, I'll tell you where to go. I'll tell you where to go, too, because... Hershey, Pennsylvania, which is uh, sure. about a half an hour from me. You've got Hershey Park, which is, you know, wonderful theme park there. That is where all of the Amish go on their, uh, what's it called, Lieben, Lieben uh, gosh, I forget, free, yeah, uh, Liebenstraße, like, yeah, 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 really, I, so I can pick up a hot little Amish girl in a, in a little uh, onesie at Hershey Park. Yeah, and like, the, so, uh, so these are like, okay. when you, you go around and you see like the Amish kids like smoking, like, you know that they're the ones on their, like, their skip year to see if they uh, are going to stay okay. in the fold or not. And those are the ones. Those are the ones. That's when to get that in. That is yep. probably a great place to pick up, like, Amish girls. Okay, I got, that's, a it really, is. that's a great tip. That's a really I didn't know that I yeah. knew this, but I yeah. know how to pick up the Amish. So, yeah, there you, you find go. a girl to raise your barn. Wow, I, I got to think about, uh, wow, I like that race, Brian. I got to think about uh-huh. the <laughs> the super time, you know, and just walking around the Hershey's uh, Hershey Park with, like, some uh, Ed Hardy gear on and some cigarettes and some, you know, just, like, offering this. Uh, <laughs> and electricity. <laughs> this, is called, this is called a Coca-Cola, and you take it and open it, and then, like, you know, oh, okay, well, I got to think about that. That's, that's uh, wow, I'm just getting all right. I just have this image of me, like, Finding a buggy with some hot little Amish girl next to me, like in a off the farm. Uh, yeah. Are you okay? Are you gonna be all right for the rest of the show, or do you need to take a minute? Because you need to step aside. It's okay. We'll, we'll, just, we'll keep going. You just come back when you when you need wow. to. I gotta go to Cheesecake Factory after this thing. I, I, I'm getting all worked up. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta, yeah. I gotta go to Cheesecake Factory as this thing is over. <laughs> I'm just talking about banging some Amish girl. It's creepy. All right, so we, we, we've covered tater tots, uh, uh, Amish girls. Uh, what mm-hmm. else can you yep. get? What else now? What, what Let's talk about your video series. Let's talk about oh, the pudding. series I did with Eddie Pepitone. Sure, pudding. Yes. Uh, pudding was a little a daily web series that I did, a foray into darkness, um, um, in which I sat in the office break room eating a little pudding cup, and Eddie would walk in behind me and say or do or enact some horribly dreadful, depressing thing, sometimes funny, sometimes dark, sometimes whatever, and then he'd leave the room. And each video was about 30 seconds long, and uh, we did one every day for a couple of years and over 500 You did videos. one every day? Every day, I really this one, yeah, yeah. I will, and where did you uh, film that? We, 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 bunches. We, we, we filmed them at a office out in Santa Monica. Uh, this company let us use their office break room, and we go there about once a month and shoot a bunch, like all in one hmm. night. We shoot about 30 or 40 a night, and then we'd have enough to you know, get us through the next month or so. And um, and uh, we did that for many years. And then what happened was the company that let us use their office, they moved. They moved to another office over on Wilshire Boulevard. And they were cool. They were still going to let us use their new office. But the problem was they were now sharing an office with two other companies, whereas before they had the whole thing to themselves. So we had to get permission from the other two companies to use the break room. And I just, I felt weird about it because 
you know, I was calling in favors. I wasn't like I wasn't paying for this. They were just letting me use the office, and I, I always felt really awkward about asking these two companies that didn't know us and didn't know what I was doing if I could just come right. in there. You know, I felt really, and the stuff we did was so like mean and and racist and and you know misogynistic and. I just felt really awkward about doing it in front of people that would like wander into their office, like, well, why is this, why is this fat guy in there with their shirt off with a, a Nazi swastika on his, you know, on his chest, or saying things about Nietzsche? Why? So I did. I just, I just decided that you know it was just awkward to, um, to keep filming there. So I just called it, put the Kai bash on the whole thing. That's that's what did it. The, the, wow, I didn't know that. I didn't know that that yeah. was the. Uh... Yeah, that's the reason oh. we had to stop. And it just, I just felt really awkward about asking, calling and fa- asking people that I didn't know for favors to like use their office break room. But it's such. Uh, I mean, it, it's such a. I mean, first of all, the, the 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 lighting is perfect. The lighting is good though, and the sound is excellent. I mean, well, I don't, that's another thing. Yeah, the, the the videos. The first time, the first office break room we used, the office kitchen was very cozy, and it was the, the ceilings weren't too high. It was a perfect fit for what we did. When we moved to this new office break room, the office break room was huge. It was just this massive, massive room, and it was big. And you can kind of, if you watch the, if you ever watch Pudding, you can tell when yeah. we changed offices. It's obvious. Yeah, well, and the new you office, started shooting like in the corner, right? Yeah, we shoot in the corner, and then, but the new office was just the break room was massive. And it was really hard to get sound in there because Eddie, if you know Eddie Pepitone, he, I mean, he goes from one to a hundred like in the snap of a finger, so it's really hard to get him audio. It was, a, it was like a big echo chamber where we were shooting, and we we tried many, many different ways to to mic him, and it was never really working great. That was like one of the reasons we stopped. But the main reason, though, is it just goes back to us not me not wanting to ask these companies for you know, favors and stuff. I just felt awkward about doing that. So, I was hilarious that you made videos that are just about horrible, dark things, but you felt slightly awkward asking. Yes, yeah. to film there. That's it's wonderful. Well, it's if we were doing things, it, 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 yeah. Well, if the videos were very positive and life affirming, I probably wouldn't have been so weird. But I mean, we we were really doing some horribly mean stuff, and I just and some of these companies. One of the companies was actually a a production house that did all these kids videos. It's like there's a kid around the offices, and you know, like I said, I don't want it's it just ah, oh, it's really awkward to have Eddie and you know, me doing this stuff around kids, and I just. I feel like it's a perv, so I'm like, you know, nah, I don't want to do that. So I, I just, yeah. But, but you make a good point there that we're doing all these horribly things, and I just, it was me in the end that was awkward. That one. <laughs> I was like, sweetly, sweetly uncomfortable. I know you made a ton, but do you have like a, and I've seen a bunch, but I, I haven't seen all of them, but I have seen a lot. Um, a lot. Uh, well, I've seen dozens of that. That would take like a good day and a half to go through the I understand. Well, you know, I, I'm not ready to be the president of the fan club yet, but I am a member. But okay. um, I was going to ask you if you had a, a favorite one or they're just too voluminous and they all blur well, together. There's a couple of, I mean, I do, but they're hard to describe. They're very visual. It's hard for me to just, just describe them. You have to, like, I could link them to you or whatever. Right? Maybe put it on yes, your page. Yes, do that. Uh, see that. The best, my, my favorite one is definitely, we, we do a Christmas one. Um, a couple of years ago, we had just a bunch of guest stars on, and it was a whole take on It's a Wonderful Life, and it was a really hard thing to put together. It took a lot of I doing. I just watched that one, yes. Yeah, that, you I, had I, like, I a ridiculous amount of people in that. As an insane amount of people, like David Koechner and 
um, Weird Al Yankovic and Tom Lennon. Just kind of randomly <laughs> playing the accordion there. That was yeah, randomly playing the accordion in the background. Well, it's mm-hmm. just, I, I love It's a Wonderful Life, and it's the scene where the, yeah, I'm sure you've seen that movie. It's, it's the, the the famous run on the bank scene where all when the bank is possibly closing, and Jimmy uh-huh. Stewart talks everyone into like you know not closing their accounts and you know, keeping your money. You know, Potter isn't selling; he's buying, and that whole scene. And and we have yeah. Colin Hanks play Jimmy Stewart. He did it brilliantly, and uh, he was so wonderful. Colin, yeah, he was so funny in it. Colin he does such a great, great Jimmy Stewart. It was really yeah, he's really amazing. He's so good in it, yeah. and um, so. So it's just it's it's just a fun night because it was sort of nervous getting all those people together and everyone came and everyone did a great job it was just fun busting balls and you know everyone was everyone was just having a good time it was a really great memory it was probably the the, the most fun I ever had shooting playing with that night because everyone had just a good time and it came out really well it was really funny and really dark and it's just you know so that was pulled that one off that was a lot of fun. so that's probably my favorite one. That one, watching that one, just makes me, like, the whole time I kept thinking I wanted to see everything from when everyone walked into the room until everybody got in their cars and drove away because it just seemed like such a fun group of people. Like, everything in in the strip itself was fun, but I would imagine everything when the cameras were not on was equally as fun. Oh, my God, it was great. I mean, we showed up. Everyone there knew each other, like David, you know, um, Dana Gould and James Urbaniak and, and uh, um, you know, Jake Fogelsnest and Patton was there and Weird Al and, and David. Everyone just knew each other. and We were all just making fun of Eddie and, and busting each other's balls all night and just having just a really good time with it. So it was, it was just fun to like hang out. And we shot that kind of close to Christmas. So in December in L.A., things kind of shut down. So there wasn't a lot going on. So it was just fun to, like, get together and, I had some beer and some cookies and some, and we all just kind of got a little drunk and just, you know, just just busted each other's chops all night and told jokes. It was just, it was a fun night. It was a lot of fun. Were any of the episodes uh, scripted or never scripted? Always um, just say it, say it again. I'm sorry, say it again. Were any of the episodes ever scripted or were they never scripted? Did you just every single episode I wrote? They're all scripted. Every single one. There's not one bit of improv in any of any of them. Wow. And did you write them all yourself? Wow, that just shut, wow, that just shut you guys up. No. <laughs> you just play like a big, like a big like music thing right there. No, I, I wrote every single episode, every single one. Just you? Yeah. Just me. Is that, what? Um, so is, this was entirely your brainchild? You yes. came up with and wanted to do, and, and yes. you just uh, told I thought, of the, I thought of the idea, and I thought Eddie Pepitone is the only person that could do this, and so... And if he had said, no, I don't want to do it, I never would have done it, because there's nobody else that could have pulled that off. And I asked Eddie, and he thought it was really funny and wanted to do it, and that was it. it was just, I, I'd write them all, and then Eddie would show up once a month, and we'd shoot them all. And, like, we'd take about two or three hours to shoot about 30 of them. And um, yeah, That's, Eddie was that's funny, because Eddie's some of them, like the one that I like a lot, where uh, actually Patton's in it, and he thinks the bottle of booze is there for like a party, and Eddie Pepitone says he's making like a Molotov cocktail with it to blow up the yeah. window as a tour bus. That, <laughs> that's like... That's my one of my favorite ones. Um, that seems like okay. I can believe you scripted that, but then it's very hard. I believe you, but it's very hard to imagine like one. I don't know where Michael McKeon is just talking about. I don't know. He's like reading a magazine and just. Yeah, that was the Crows one. Crows. He's talking about the Crows. The Crows. Yeah, that's all written. Right. Yeah, I read the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, I believe you, but that's amazing because it's just so. It seems like he's really making it up off the top of his head, like a rambling. It's. it's yeah. It's, well, Michael it's a, McKeon. 
Michael McKean is a pro. He's been doing this for such a long time. And by the way, that was probably my favorite. But besides the Christmas one, the Crows episode with Michael McKean when Eddie blows his brains out, that's probably yeah. my favorite episode because Michael, I, I was such a huge fan of um, Spinal Tap and all the right. stuff he's done. So getting to work with him was like, the, it was a total treat to work with him. And he was so such a cool guy. And, um, you know, he was just really a, just an amazing improvisational actor. He He's so smart because, Everything he does is just so calm and so yeah. casual and, and, and conversational. So it doesn't seem like it's scripted at all. It just seems like he's no. just, oh, I'm reading this magazine and, you know, I'll, and away we go. And it's just so natural. And so that's why it probably seemed like he was just making it up off the top of his head. When, when yeah. in reality, he was, you know, it was all scripted. He just is a great improviser. You know, he's really good at what sure. he does. Sure. Yeah. So, like, yeah. That one's different, off. too. Well, I'm sorry. Just, that episode is different, too, because uh, it's one of the few I've seen with, like, special effects in it. Like, you had to do some after effects, I guess, for Eddie to blow his head off, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that one stands out as well. It's it's, it's in a, such a typically lo-fi show with the one set shot, and, you know, to, to, it was very startling to have yeah. one with special yeah. effects. Yeah, well, every once in the blue moon, there was a guy that I could take stuff out to, and he would do me favors, and I'd be like, hey, can you just do the suicide thing? And Eddie would blow his brains out. But I yeah. wouldn't, like, use his... But he was a fan of the show, too, so he would do it, but... And, and um, but I, I wouldn't like um, abuse his friendship by like saying, "Hey, every single episode, can you do a big special effect for me?" I was, so it was like a once in a blue moon kind of thing. I would just like maybe once or twice a year, I'd put a little special effect in it. That's well, it's better like that do. though. It, it, yeah. I did the same thing in my video series, which was even lower production. I mean, I mean, yours is what's supposed to be. Mine has defects in it. But every once in a while, I would get a friend who had the same thing to do a high quality special effect, and it's so much more jarring to the viewer because they're not expecting it because they exactly. nothing else you see is like that so it has so much more impact yeah. we, we we may do 100 videos in a row with eddie just talking and then suddenly there's just big special effects people are like oh my god did he really shoot himself like what the fuck <laughs> he actually just right. pulls up like a you know our dryer on the air and uh just kill himself you know or, um by the really way well do, you Arba, do you know our do you know our dryer more of being from Pennsylvania? you've heard of him haven't you um uh, um yeah do you know do you know no, him, Wayne? No, I I, 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 I heard only yeah. owls coming out of your mouth. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> this is maybe a bad connection. Our Bud Dwyer, he is a politician who blew his brains out live on the air. He was a oh, he was from Pennsylvania. I He's remember. Pennsylvania. Okay, yes. Yeah. Oh, I know what you're talking guy, about. He's the guy yeah. that everyone uh, isn't a filter song is about him, right? There is a he has a press, there was a scandal in his office and he was going to resign in shame. So in lieu of resigning, he held a press conference and live on air put a gun in his mouth and blew his brains out. And it was Pennsylvania senators back in the early 80s, I think, maybe late 70s, but uh, very famous. So whenever I say our Bud Dwyer, I'm, I'm sort of referring to, yeah, that. I, I do, yeah. would have known that more. Huh? You're from Pennsylvania. That's what, that's what, I didn't know the that, name, okay? I, I let that one go. It's it wasn't... more iconic than the Immaculate Reception, okay? That's like, you know, <laughs> a Manny Brothers sandwich is less is, is less known than our Brad Dwyer. I'm Look at you pulling out the Pennsylvanias. Very impressive. Very impressive. Even the Amish girls who live their entire lives on the farm <laughs> have heard Barbara <laughs> Dwyer, okay? <laughs> I, I would imagine you're banking on that. That's probably your your uh, intro line now. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go to go Hershey Park with a, my my little iPad, and then with the R. Bud Dwyer video queued up, and uh, showing <laughs> on the show all day. That's that's my newest web series, by the way. When I just walk around showing 
Amish girls have suicides on my iPad. <laughs> okay, I would watch that. So please make that happen. Okay. Absolutely. Right. That, right. I'm already that. a fan. Would you <laughs> seriously watch it? Would you like to I would at least watch it once, yes. Yeah. One of our web series where I just go to Hershey Park and pick up on um, Amish girls, and there's a, there's a hidden camera. Would you watch that? I think I would, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that, that would be incredibly entertaining. I'd like to see this. The real creeps of Lancaster, Pennsylvania. What if I wore um, one of those old, like, 40s bathing suits that men would wear with the, with the straps, like the little, the little hats? That guys I like how wear. this is evolving. This is good. Keep this going. This is nice. Want, and I just saunter around. Can a mustache? Maybe, maybe I had, like, a monocle, and I would just, like, saunter around uh, Hershey Park. Picking up on Amish girls, <laughs> the little onesies. <laughs> this, you know what? What are we talking about here? We're talking about a web series. I think this is a movie right here. This is this is two hours. I want to watch this for nonstop, uh, in ninety oh, minutes God. at least, at least. Oh, God, just me walking around. I'm sure Hershey oh. would have me killed afterwards, but uh, you know, whatever his name, Roy Hershey, or whatever the guy that guy's name was. But uh, uh, all right, well, Milton, Milton Hershey. Uh, she's that name. Twitter. Is really Milton Hershey? I did not know that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so for the, the scripts themselves, so you have these wonderful people coming in and, and you wrote them and are, are they, were they, if you're filming that many at a time, you were giving scripts to people well in advance and trying to find one night that worked for everybody to come in and film? I mean, it seems like a yeah. lot of uh, Well, the logistics is really hard because you'd, you know, getting me and Eddie and the camera in was the easiest part, but then we'd have, like, guest stars wanting to come in. And I, I, I and they were doing me a favor. I wasn't, like, paying them or anything, so I'd have to work around their schedule. So that could be difficult. We, we would have certain guest stars that I really wanted that we had to – I remember Robin Williams was a guest star on a couple episodes, and we um, it took a while to get him because he was shooting, like, two movies, and he was in New York and San Francisco a lot, and then – we finally found a day where he was in L.A. and had a day for us. And, and that took about three or four months to finally finagle to get Robin Williams in. And that was, uh, again, that was just like the thrill of a lifetime getting to work with him. He was an amazing guy. Just, uh, That's incredible. Had, did you know him already or you just Eddie somehow? Eddie knew him. Robin okay. was kind of getting back into comedy a little bit. And he was going to comedy clubs here and there in San Francisco and L.A. And, and he had seen Eddie in San Francisco. And they kind of became... I wouldn't say friends, but they they knew each other, and and I think Robin appreciated Eddie's brand of humor, the way he was um, off the cuff and just improvisational. And so he started going to see Eddie and com- do comedy a lot. And I think Eddie told Robin about putting, showed him a couple of videos, and Robin thought they were funny. And and then one day, he said, hey, you want to have Robin on? And so I I got his contact information and emailed Robin and said, hey, here's the deal. You want to come down? And he's he's like, yeah. I'd love to, but it just it just took like three or four months to finally get him because like I said, he's such a busy guy. Right. Uh, but when we finally got him, he was just the nicest, most gracious, sweetest guy I've ever met in my life. And I mean, I'll say I was terrified that the the day we were going to film with him. I mean, I was terrified because Robin is like an idol of mine, Robin Williams. I mean, we, I was just so scared that he was going to come in and think it was dumb and just you know, or it, you know, or maybe he'd be a you know jerk or something. And I was just very intimidated. But when I got there, and we waited, and he finally showed up on time. He was just the nicest, most down-to-earth, non-celebrity celebrity you'll ever meet, just completely unaffected, and just a real sweet guy, open to ideas, improv stuff, and played around with the scripts, and he was just, you know, amazing working with him. Everyone had a good time with him. So, um, yeah, that was, that was a real thrill, thrill to work that, with him. That sounds wonderful. That's great. Yeah. Such a good guy. Mm, yeah. 
Yeah, I've never heard anyone actually. I've never heard anyone say otherwise. I mean, I've only. Which is yeah, so rare. Yeah, that's so I've, rare. I've, who do you hear that about? Well, when, when he finally passed on, I talked to a lot of people who have, uh, knew him much, but more than I did, and they they all said the same thing. He was just like the nicest guy. He was just he was not a shred of of you know I guess darkness or evil on the outside of him toward, toward right. anybody else. He was just a real sweet guy. So, you know, very mm-hmm. sad when he very very sad. But uh, yeah. 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 I mean, it was all around, but I would imagine especially so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now that we're talking right. about you know the most depressing stuff, let's let's move completely yeah, let's uh, entirely. What uh, what brought you to Twitter? Shooting in Paris today. There was a uh, twelve cartoonist shot. Oh, I'm sorry. What was that? Yeah. Do you have any thoughts on that? Let's let's talk about uh, <laughs> you no. Know. Uh, what brought you to Twitter? What when what made you hear um, of the site and want to join it? The only reason that I, was a good idea. Yeah, I, I joined Twitter because I was promoting pudding. I that's why my 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 Twitter name is Pudding Trip and not Matt Oswalt because I specifically joined Twitter just to um post links to our pudding videos. I never really tweeted at all and I did that for about a year and then finally I just started like every once in a blue moon I would just tweet something like that I thought was funny or random or whatever and I, I realized that if you ju- if you have a Twitter account and all you do is post links, nobody's going to follow you because they, they look at you as like a business. It's like, you know, but mm-hmm. if you have a Twitter account and you sort of personalize it and it's you, it's your, it's your voice, be it sad, be it depressing, be it funny, be it whatever, as long as it's your voice and honest, you'll start building followers and stuff. And so I realized that it was a, a mistake to, to just post links to pudding. That's all I did, post links. So I, I started mixing it up more and more with my own voice along with putting links. And then when putting ended, it just became my voice. And I just started doing it. And I, at first I was, I'd maybe tweet like once a week. You know, I didn't, I wasn't new that much. But then mm-hmm. the more I did it, the more I realized that, oh, I had more to say. And I realized that was getting me more of a following if I tweeted more and, and it just sort of took off from there. And I just started, so now I, I guess I, I'm an avid tweeter. It's very pathetic when you're a 44-year-old single unemployed guy to say you're an avid tweeter, by the way. But I am an avid tweeter, and I'm, uh, you know, i got to do something about that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I tweet a lot now, and it's, it's uh, um, yeah. So I think you can call yourself, you know, a Twitter star if you want to feel better, or, or a Twitter celebrity that, that's allowed. So are you, are you that better me, are, are you or worse. Are you a rapist? Because it seems like every, whenever somebody's a Vine star or a YouTuber or something, they end up becoming a rapist. So... Please don't I don't know. I heard about don't what you're looking anybody. to do with the Amish, okay? Touched, I'm not saying... I've never touched anybody, okay? <laughs> I just go there for the chocolate. I love Hershey's chocolate. That's all I want to do is eat a Mr. Good Bar and watch the young Amish girls in the water slide. I'm not touching anybody. <laughs> Speaking of, I feel like that would be a good tweet. You, you can use that. I think so. All I want to do is go to Hershey Park and eat a Mr. Good Bar and watch the young Amish girls in the water slide. <laughs> 141 characters. Close. Mm. Oh, don't, don't put the period in there. Don't put the period. Mister Goodbar, good smart man, smart man. Okay, or I, I can say crunch, but I say crackle. I can crackle. Yeah, well, crackle. that's always the way to go. Come on, crackle cheese. Well, wait, wait, yeah. crackle, wait, 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 crackle versus crunch. Go. Crunch mm-hmm. is Nestle. Thank you. Oh, oh, uh, uh, no, no, no. Crackle. We're, we're, we're. I think we're, we're, we're leaving better. Hershey. You're I think crackle's better. I think crackle's uh-huh. better. You don't want to go rare. You don't get them all. Chunky, Chunky you, you, versus Rolo. They're not oh, even the same. Uh, I'm going old neither, school. 
I'm not a big fan of either, but I'll say Chunky. I'm not a big fan of either, but I'll say Chunky. All right, and last one, last one. This is the one that would terrorize me as a small child if I was a good boy and I didn't fight with the doctor and mom would take me to the 5 and 10 and she'd buy me one candy bar. It would drive me crazy trying to decide between Reese's Peanut Butter Cup versus Kit Kat. Where would you fall on that? Reese's and Arby's. Reese's and Arby's. I love Reese's. I went about 60-40 favoring the Kit Kat, i got to tell you. You like that? I'm on Kit Kat side. I'm not a Kit Kats are okay, but it's just it's kind of like the wafer. The wafer it doesn't have any flavor to it. When you bite into a Reese's Pieces, you get peanut butter flavor. You know? I know all you're right. I mean, is, it's just chocolate in, in a rice in a, in a flavorless rice cake. It has no flavor to it at all. There's no point to it. Yeah, I know, but it felt like you got more because you got four sticks versus two patties. That was okay. Thing. I'll give two you that. All right. all right, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I didn't think about in that. A, in a dream world, that. this is the this is the logic of a five year old, by the way. I'm not saying what what the the accomplished 41 year old Wayne Gladstone would do. The five year old would go off more for the Kit Kat, but never be sated either way, and would like the two sticks of the Kit Kat and one peanut butter cup in a perfect world. Hmm. Okay. Do you do that now? Because I, I mean, I, you, you're I, capable of yeah. it. Uh, I rarely buy candy bars, but when I do, I still am terrorized. And <laughs> that's kind of what I think. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you guys, Reese, you guys, Reese, you guys, Let me ask you this: What about um, tasty cake or zingers? Tasty cake. Because I don't know. Tasty cake. I don't know. I don't know the brand. Oh, you know, Zing- remember zingers? Like they had like like the Charlie Brown um a moniker, like like, like cupcakes basically. But they had the Charlie Brown. You Theme moment. Mm. Remember the fingers? You know, maybe I don't know if I have here. Have Hostess versus? I mean, there was Little Debbie and there was Hostess. There was like Ring Ding and there were Ding Dongs, and they were the same thing. Yeah, and King Dongs. We have like King Dongs. Um, that's funny. You didn't hear Zingers. Zingers are like uh, it's like all the Charlie Brown characters. Google huh. Zingers and go Google Zingers right now. You'll see them. They're, they're, they're all over the place. I, I will it's do that. Thing. You can't find them in Los Angeles. You can only find them in the East Coast. Zingers. Maybe they don't make them anymore. I just think really popular. Really good. I, you know, made a lot of brand loyalty in my house growing up, and and uh, so if, if, if mom didn't put it on the shelf, I I probably didn't see it. Did you get tasty cakes in New York, or is that just to fill it off? Yeah. Thing? You know, you get tasty cakes. But the main thing for shit like that was the band, the brand was Hostess. Yeah. Like most, they would do the Hostess yeah. cupcake and the Twinkies. I think were Hostess, right? Yeah, yeah, I was I was always a ho ho guy because you could roll them out. You know, you, remember, you ever get the yeah. hands and you roll them? Oh, oh, that's great! Oh, oh my god, Drake. That's awesome. yeah, that was that the other brand. Drake's cakes, yes. Drake's cakes, yeah. Well, Drake's cakes just had coffee cakes. They didn't have anything else, did they? It was just. Uh, they they they, I think they had yodels, which were like ho ho. Yodels. Yodels, and then ring dings. Ring dings, which were like, which were like. Ding dongs for some other brand, whatever. There was a lot of there was a lot of copying going on. It was a dark time. It was the seventies into the early eighties. A lot, a lot of copyright infringement with the uh, with the snack cakes back then. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a whole thing going on. You know, intellectual yeah, property law didn't it. really come into fruition the until the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> oh, All right. So your Twitter, going back to that. I mean, as much as I want to hear more about snack cakes, guys. Um, <laughs> your your Twitter, you have definitely found a very solid voice um and that voice so? is one of a very uh sad lonely man um oh, <laughs> that, God, thanks. Fuck yeah. both of you then click <laughs> <laughs> no you have a, you have 
incredibly, incredibly funny tweets. Uh, but so many of them are about hating people who are happy <laughs> and hating people uh, who are and, happy <laughs> and being alone and yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I, I retweeted. Um, I think I think Wayne did as well. Uh, your my top moments of 2014. Oh yeah, that was a funny one. One, well, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Ex girlfriend in BMW waved at me as I was walked home from Target carrying toilet brush. Eight, nine. <laughs> Eight, nine. That's phenomenal. That was good. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's well, but excellent, my, my, excellent tweet. My, 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 I think my favorite tweet uh, along the lines of what you're saying is um, I tweeted something that was like, uh, if, if you're happy and you know it, keep that shit to yourself. I'm trying to quietly die alone here or something. Yes, I, yes, I almost ago. retweeted that one today. Yeah, that was pretty that recent. That's great. That kind of sums up, that kind of sums up my, uh, you know, my life sometimes, uh, you know. I don't know. I'm just kind of a glasses half empty kind of a guy, so it's just sort of where I am in life, and I think it it it, it it's it's typical of somebody my age who still has not found the the woman of his dreams, and nor has he found the job of his dreams. He's still kind of floating, and it it, it gets a little sad and depressing. And I use humor to offset the uh the the the, the, the sadness and the darkness, but um, mask the horrible horrible pain. Sure, yeah. I don't think I'm masking anything, quite frankly. I think you are. You, well, you are. yeah, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> I ain't fooling so, nobody, okay? You can't see through my bullshit, so. Good point. <laughs> Trust me, Matt. You're not fooling anybody. But, so what's, um, yeah, uh, but, what is the dream job? What's what's the thing that you're waiting for that you are? Uh, I don't want to talk about it. That's depressing. I don't want to talk about it. There's, there's some, like, writing gigs that I'm, I've been kind of up for and that I'm oh, waiting okay. to get back on, and I just I don't want to talk about it too much because it's like, I'm I'm always like I don't want to jinx myself, you know. So I don't yeah. really know I just want to like you know let let it happen, put the cards on the table, and hopefully something good comes back. And I just you know keep my mouth shut. I don't like going on bragging about like oh I got this great opportunity, but I just okay. <laughs> just so like, generally you know. speaking, though, it's writing for you. That's that's yeah. what you're yeah, most passionate about. Yes, ma'am. There are some writing gigs that I'm kind of up for that I'm kind of. Yeah, but even, we don't. We don't. Have to, I'm, a, I'm a big believer in the whole jinx thing too. We don't have to get into any specifics. Just mm-hmm. that's that's what you're most happy doing, writing. Yes, in sir. general, or something you enjoy. Yes, yeah, yeah. I, yes. We all relate to that, sure. Um, now, now we're. I see it's 8:57, and and uh, Nigel isn't here. But is there? Are we allowed to not do those questions? <laughs> The what? There's usually, there's usually some set questions towards the end of the hour. Oh yeah, I heard about that. You guys asked like like the James Lipton like questions at the end yeah. of the interview, but but they're but they're not the James. They're, they're like his version of that. Is that what that is? Yeah, or, that's basically. Yeah, yeah, they're, yes, they're that's, Nigel's that version of give me that. A, give me an example. Give me an example of what those questions are. I'm curious. Give me a couple. I'm just curious. Well, Mark, I could just give them to you. You could just do them. Okay, do them. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, no, we absolutely can. Uh, okay, I mean, they're going to do them totally out of order. Not that there is an order. I just uh, sure. <laughs> I'm just having a hard time pulling them up, so it's really more about what I can remember right now. So. Okay. So first off, what is your favorite smell? My favorite. Say it one more time. Your favorite smell. Oh, my Things favorite smell. Enter your nose. They're not cocaine. Yeah. Probably a. Dew, like early morning dew. You know, you walk outside and you smell that early morning mist and fog and all on the trees and stuff. I like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's very nice. That's very nice. Yeah. And Amish right. pussy. What? Did you say Amish pussy? Yeah. I don't know what he said. It smells vaguely well, of cocoa kidding. and and horses. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wasn't. I was just kidding about that. That was. Okay. No, that's that was a real answer. Me. We know it. It's all right. I what is your? <laughs> What is your least favorite term of endearment? 
my least favorite term of endearment. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't understand the. I don't understand what you mean by that. I don't, I don't like bathing, honey, dear, sweetie, cutie. Yeah, something that you absolutely hate oh, when you hear people oh, call oh. each other. And okay, um, probably that the term hubby. Whenever I hear somebody call their husband hubby, I, I just mm. want to, you know, that that's probably a woman that's not getting laid much, and that's and that's, <laughs> and that's a guy, and it's probably out. I'm sure it is. You know, I just I just think that 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 term hubby is just awful. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. That is a pretty bad one. I hope that you guys will call each other hubby, and and, and right now you're like, God, I, he totally got me. I'm out banging well waffle house. They just what the hell? This guy's good. You know. <laughs> I've I've never called anyone that, but you know, I'll I'll certainly alert the Amish to uh to drop that word because it's just a turn off for you, and and they want to have a shot. Yeah, there's a couple of women on file on Facebook who who use the term hubby to describe their husband, and I'm like, shut the fuck up, don't do that. He hates that. Well, that's uh, what is it called? Isn't that MDH? Is that is that my darling husband? Isn't that disgusting yeah. suburban? Uh, oh, Mara, I'm asking you. Uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my ex-wife used to mention other women on Facebook who would refer to their husband as MDH, my but it was short for my darling oh, husband. My. Which is, uh-huh. I think, maybe even more disgusting than hubby, but all, very similar. Yeah, that's, that's like, not who, bad. Who the hell are you trying to impress by saying that? Like, who would think? I, I don't know. I don't know. What time are you? Just say Dave, Chuck. You know, you have to stop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I guess I have right. seen that not on Facebook, but I have seen it on some other sites that I have been on it. But it's not M. It's just it's just D H. And I always thought it was dear husband. But I but I've seen it both ways. I've seen D W as well. And it was always older people. So I like who were trying to be anonymous anyway. Like, it was, like, on cooking sites, you know, when they would be, like, swapping recipes. So in that way, it didn't bother me because it was like, all right, they're, they're 65, and they figured out how to turn on their computer. So, okay, good for them. I'm not going <laughs> to give them too much problem beyond that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to ask you one of, the, the, one of Nigel's questions. All right. Uh, mm-hmm. What saw, if you were receiving an Olympic gold medal, you are going up, doesn't matter what the category is, I don't want you to get distracted on that. It could be banging uh, Amish girls. Let's say there's an Olympic event for that. But you're getting the gold. Uh, what song would you play, as you, will be playing, you know, in the stadium as you receive the gold medal? As I receive the gold medal? Um, yeah. Probably um, something by, I've always been, like, into 80s metal, so probably something like by the Cults, maybe Queensryche. Queensryche. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I like Queensryche a lot. Well, Operation Mindcrime. I love, I mean, they, they could play the entire, because technically Operation Mindcrime is just one long song. It's not like an uh-huh. album. It's, it's, so they would play I the entire, they'd play, I'd have them play the entire Queensryche Operation Mindcrime, including the, the, the um, talking interstitials, everything. It's probably an hour long. So, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> Queensryche Operation Mindcrime, the entire album, back to front. Because it's one long song. So and everyone has to stand through the whole thing. Everyone has to stand, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'll just stand there, like you know, two feet into it with the the uh, devil horns, and uh, for an hour and a half straight, I would do that. Yeah, sounds yeah. wonderful. <laughs> sounds All <wonderful>. right. <laughs> what food could you not live without? I assume tater tots, but you know, I'll let you. Uh, what food could I live without? Probably, um, um. I, I I love apples. I eat apples like I eat like three apples a day. I'm a huge apple guy. Wow. I, I love That's apples. so healthy. Yeah, I eat a lot of apples. That's my thing. Wow. All right. Yeah. That's a good thing. Yeah. But, yeah. 
Yeah. You know, so, that's at least apples, right there. You come from different um, worlds. But I bet you yeah, could bond uh, about that, that with the Amish girls. Did that surprise you? Did they, and by that I mean apples dipped in a uh, Amish girls' butthole. But um, that, uh, what? What did you just say? <laughs> I'm really surprised you said that. Um, <laughs> I think you could bond with, no, bond with uh, Amish girls over apples because, you know, they don't <laughs> see a lot of the iPods, but they probably do see a lot of yeah. that down on the farm. So. They, they can appreciate a man who likes a good apple, you know? They can yeah. appreciate that. <laughs> you know, I can eat two, maybe sometimes as many as three apples a day. Here's some pocket candy for the slide. When I crunch into a red, when I when I crunch into a red delicious, every single Amish girl at the sock hop turns and casts uh, their little innocent eyes on me. (laughs) (laughs) None of that made sense, and it's phenomenal. All right, if you were forced to share a taxi ride with one other person, and it could be alive or no longer alive, or you know, fictional for. If, if yeah. that was what you preferred, who would be in the taxi with you? Um, if I had to share a taxi drive with anybody alive or fictional or dead, probably mm-hmm. um, mm, who would I fix it with? Um, oh, I definitely uh, with the, with Jesus. It'd be pretty cool just to you know talk about stuff. Jesus, sure. What, what would oh, you be talking Jesus about, Jesus? Well, that's my business. That, that, oh, the, Jesus. The, question, the question you asked me was who I chair with. What Jesus and I choose to, to talk about is completely up to us. It has nothing to do with you or your podcast. You just think Jesus can help you pick up Amish chicks. But I oh, think, no. I think I'd like to chat with Jesus. It'd be fun to, like, I have some questions for him. And I think that it, it would be a good opportunity just for us to, you know, maybe um, put on, like, Mike and the Mechanic to Living Years and uh, just chill out and, live and talk, chat about stuff, you know? I, that'd be good. Yeah. Uh, you know, no joke, I really thought you said Beavis, like from Beavis and Butthead. Oh, and I was God. so confused at first. <laughs> and, so well, you, and then I knew, like, exactly what you talk talking about, like chicks and butts and ACDC. Yeah. Uh, and, and well, he, you know, you know he, the great thing about really, Beavis is that he could probably talk about that, too. Beavis would really appreciate Queen's Operation Mindcrime. Like, I think he, we, he and I can have a great discussion about Queen's Reich and uh, possibly Poison or, uh, yeah, uh, ACDC. So, uh, ACDC, it would, yeah. We'd have a great conversation. <laughs> but no, Jesus. Yeah, there you go. My answer, Jesus. Jesus. Wayne, you want to ask another one here? Um, well, uh, I, 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 one of the questions is, what's your favorite piece of furniture? But with the Jesus Carpenter thing, I think we, we covered that. Um, okay. One of, oh, here. Here's the, uh, the, the Harry Potter question. Um, I haven't seen Harry Potter, so I could be—I could just be tough about. Okay, that. well then, then it doesn't really matter because okay. uh, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's really not the Harry Potter question. So I just okay. get some of the terminology from it. It's basically what kind of animal would you like to be? But oh, there's okay. like a man at. Yeah. Oh, um, if I could be an animal, I would definitely be a hawk. I think it'd be cool to be a hawk, just flying around, you know, eating Killing pigeons. Things. Yeah. Yeah, I just like I think be kind of glad. I go I go hiking a lot at Griffith Park. There's lots of hawks up there, and they look so peaceful and cool, just kind of way up there, doing their little circles, flying around, checking things out. You know, the wind in their little uh, feathers, and I think that'd be a great little life being a hawk. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that seems pretty nice. What other yeah. than having to swallow rat's hole, but other than that. What if you could uh, change and transform, but it had to be Ethan Hawk? 
that be like a deal breaker? God. I don't think I could live with myself. After yeah. watching okay. after watching um, that movie, uh, uh, Boyhood, on a plane yeah. a couple of days ago, I, I, I think that I would probably, um, yeah, I wouldn't last too long. Um, so. <laughs> Did you guys see Boyhood, by the way? Have you guys seen that movie, no. Boyhood? Haven't I mean, seen it yet. Really people, want to. People, people talk about it like it is the second coming of, of film, like it's the greatest thing ever made. I watched it, and I could not believe how fucking bad it was. Like it Really? Was, it was so boring and pretentious and talky. I mean, I admire the guy that he he made it over like a span of like ten years. I admire that. I get that, but it's just it's 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 impossible to get through. It's 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 like trying to read Ethan Fromm. It's like it's just it's <laughs> impenetrable. It's so ugh, annoying. But it's it's gonna win every award. It's gonna win every Oscar. It's gonna win all this stuff. But I just could not get into it. I don't know. Yeah, well, you I, I hope that I much into something. I hope I didn't just alienate all your audience that by by putting down uh, Richard Linklater film, but I just was. Not. I don't really think that our audience is uh, so okay. sophisticated nor okay. nor devoted to auteurs that that is really going to be a problem for her. I had such high expectations because I had heard such great things, not just good things, great things about this film, yeah. and I went in expecting this this my life to be completely. And it was just so fucking long and boring and pretentious and talky, talky, talky. And this kid, he, he's a boy, and then he kind of grows into this teen. He's kind of an annoying, whiny little kid. And he's just, he's not a very good actor. And he just kind of, he just talks like this the whole time. And he's looking down. And he's just, can't make eye contact. And he's just kind of blood. He's just really hard to watch on screen. And it's just like, what the F is this crap? It's the kind of thing like like, like, like if, if I was like in college, I'd probably think it would be it's a great movie, you know. Maybe I'm just too old and jaded to appreciate this, but I just I just couldn't get into it. So as far as films go, your expectations were like it would be like as good as let's say like Witness. That's oh, you're getting back to the you're getting back to the yeah. 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 trying to make a whole theme to come together full circle. Oh, God, yeah. Jesus, you're going all the way, aren't you? Yeah, I, there's I, no. Yeah. Yeah. I it's, can't no any other movies. It's, it's no Kingpin, but it's definitely not a witness. <laughs> it definitely just does not have that. Uh, um, yeah, it's uh yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm I think that's it. There was a second one. That was good. I think there are only two. There's only two. <laughs> Kingpin <laughs> and Witness. I don't think there's any other Amish film. I, I think, think that's it. I think that's it. That's the, good. We run the gamut of Amish films, yeah. Uh, and then there's the reality shows, but they don't really count that, do they? Um, but yeah, they just Witness and Kingpin. That's pretty much all there is. You guys have that. officially put the roof on that barn raising. Well done. Yeah. So, anyway, <laughs> so my answer to your question that's completely lost now was Hawk. But that was like yeah. five minutes ago, and then I think we're, we're, we're off that. But that, that was my answer to your question. So, <laughs> I tried. Yeah, I was like, what are, huh? huh? Okay. All, All right, right, we have one. about Amish girls again. Every, every, every question, no matter what I ask, it leads back to Matt wanting to bang Amish girls. What, what the hell is going on here? What kind of podcast am I running on? Okay. Give the people what they you've, want. What I you've answered your own question there. That's what kind of podcast you're on. So our final question uh, oh, is yeah. a very – it's a minor one. Don't worry. It'll be really easy. Uh, what does love mean to you? What, say it again? <laughs> what does love mean to you? I got to go. This is a dumb podcast. Bye. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Bye. <laughs> You can give a different final one. I yeah, give me a different. That's a dumb question. Okay. Uh, what would you like to invent? Oh my, Michael Stipe here talking about love. What the hell? 
Um, yeah, he's got it all figured out. <laughs> now he knows what's going on, yeah. <laughs> but said, okay, give me another question. What's the last one? What would you like to invent? What do I want to invent? Yeah, um, what would you like to invent? You can invent anything in the world and um, patent uh, it. That's uh, some sort of like Amish dating website would be great, I think, for like really hot young Amish girls who've been working on the farm their whole life and have nice athletically toned bodies, innocent. I can see the I can see like a gift and for it with like girls churning butter. They're looking yeah, churning butter, uh, getting those muscles working and they're looking for a you know, worldly, swarthy guy to kind of teach them the ways of, of love and life and uh, how to operate machinery and how to, you know, how to use a phone correctly and, and how to, you know, um, I don't know. I think I can make a lot of money on an Amish dating website. Sure. I think if anybody's mentioned that, I think a lot of money. You know, names that come to mind. Yeah. I think a lot of girls are into that. What's that called? That one, the, the Rams, what's it called when they go off for that thing? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that that yeah, year, awesome. which I can't remember, but yes, I, I keep remembering and forgetting it. Imagine if you did that and you immediately went to some website and logged your information in, and then like guys and girls all over the country were like, you know, holy shit, yeah, you know, not just for guys either, for women as well. Some woman could look for like some hot young Amish guy, you know, and there's a lot of women who'd be into that. So I think that in Bethy. And you can have your Amish person, you know, come out and you can teach them and you can, like, you know, hang with them and stuff. That'd be a great little website. I think make a lot of money. Rumspringa.com. I think you actually stop doing this podcast and put all your energy into uh, Amish. Yeah. That's going to be it. Yeah. Um, Well, we have kept you for a solid hour now, Matt, so I won't won't make you spend your entire night here with us. But thank you so much for coming on and and telling us all of the uh, important life lessons, uh, such as, you know, <laughs> learning how to do, uh, to smuggle drugs while young and yes. only investing in brand name Q-tips and, uh, yeah. you know, how to pick up Amish chicks. This was, this was very informative. And Wayne, remember, thank you. I don't remember talking about Amish girls, but okay, go ahead and talk about it if you want to. I don't remember the fact, but yeah. <laughs> Okay. No, it's okay. It's okay. It's just it's it's my thing. It's me, really. I can't help but talk about picking up Amish chicks. So I'm I, sorry I put that on you. But <laughs> all right, thank you guys both very much, and thank you everybody in the chat room for joining and for listening in. And uh, we will, we'll, I will be back next week. I have no idea who will be with me, but possibly Nigel. Who knows with him? And uh, and thank you guys. Thank you all. Thanks, Matt. Later. Thank you. Bye. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.